You're listening to The Recovered Life Show, the show that helps people in recovery live their best recovered lives. And here is your host, Damon Frank. Welcome back to The Recovered Life Show. Damon Frank here with my co-host, Christina Dennis. How you doing, Christina? I'm good, Damon Frank. How are you? Doing great. It's Wednesday, August 24, 2022. We're winding to the end of August. Yes. <laughs> We're you know, right there. We're on the home stretch. A lot of people think it's, you know, they're thinking it's the end of summer, but Damon and I both live on the West Coast. So we know the end of summer doesn't happen until October. <laughs> so I will tell yes. you, Christina, you are mm-hmm. right. And we were talking about this today. And I feel like such an old nerd that all I do is talk about the weather now to the neighbors, <laughs> to friends, to right. relatives who call. I mean, come on. I don't know if that's just because I'm in my 50s now or because it's hotter than hell here in Southern oh, California. It is hot. It is hot. And no, I think it could be a little bit of both, but you know, we have cause for concern about these extra hot summers. And that's not what our show's about, but I'm going to say it makes sense to me that you're talking about it more. Right. It, 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 it does. And we'd love to uh, just take a moment here to thank everybody who has been downloading the uh, Recovered Life show on all the different platforms. Christina, yes. even you even text me the other day. You go, what? We're on that? We're on Stitcher yes, or whatever? Yes. Uh, Audible. Someone found Audible. Uh, said, I found you on Audible on Amazon. And I was like, because <gasps> <laughs> I'm a big book nerd. So Audible's my friend. And I thought that was so cool that they found it is us cool. there. Yeah. They love the life on all the platforms. You guys smash that like button. Even if you see us on YouTube or whatever, it helps so much. I can't even tell you. It, it tells sure all does. the other computer nerds. Hey, this is the show to listen to in sobriety. Hey, Christina, before we get going here, I just want to mention a shout out to our sponsor and a big thank you. This episode of the Recovered Life Show is brought to you by Loop, the active seating stool for people who want to stay moving, stimulate your brain, improve your posture, and increase your core strength today. Come on, guys. It's time to get moving. That's part it of is. good sobriety is always be moving. Order your Loop today on Amazon or go to beyondsmart.com. To find out more, that's www.beyondsmart.com. So we'd appreciate it if you check them out. And uh, thank you very much to Uploop for making this episode possible. Yes, get one. Those things are so cool. I know. Uh, I knew a chiropractor who would say, sitting is the new smoking. And I can tell you that I agree. I love my Uploop. It's very, very cool. Um, makes you just, you know, feel grounded and you take care of yourself. My posture is better. And I'm going to say even my pain has started to go away from sitting. That is good. That is good. We love no pain. Hey, (laughs) speaking of no pain in our life, uh, that was a bad transition, but here it goes. Speaking of no pain in our life, the topic today, Christina, is love yourself first. Yeah. What the heck? People are like going, what? Oh, I can't be doing that. I can't be doing that. Or the eye rolls, you know, I I remember hearing this for years and, you know, in 12 step, it's very common, you know, that we say, we'll love you until you love yourself. And, and I think that's truth. You know, that's truth. We're watching other people who have started to love themselves, but, you know, we know that addiction is a trauma response. And I think 
that I'm not saying anything revolutionary here, but eventually on our road of recovery, we realize that truthfully, we may have a self-love problem, you know? Um, and it seems opposite to people, right? Yeah, because yeah. It's, it looks like, you know, people outside of it think, well, all they can do is think about themselves. Alcoholics are selfish, but that is not what we're talking about. We are talking about truly knowing yourself and loving yourself. Well, I, you know what? I think a lot of this comes from Christina of people thinking that alcoholics are very narcissistic, that it's mm -hmm. all about them. Right. And when you say love yourself, it's like, well, that's all they're doing. Right. Right. Um, it's not, it's not just, just FYI, if anybody's listening to this show, that's not that, you know, has never recovered from addiction. It's definitely not. It's absolutely the reverse. I found yes. that people that are suffering in active addiction have a self-loathing, or I would say at the very least, a confusion about why they should take care of themselves and put yes. their needs first, right? Like, so that would be the best case scenario. The, the, I think the common thing is, is that most people who are suffering in active addiction, and I would say even people who are in recovery, unfortunately, a large amount of people in recovery, uh, don't really like themselves that much. No, it may, they don't even really know themselves. You know, I've said it a hundred times. If you have a, an addiction problem, a substance abuse disorder, then you probably like a hundred percent. I know that's a, a controversial thing to say, but you a hundred percent have probably a codependency problem. And when you are a codependent, you are looking for your value outside of yourself. So, you know, the actions, you know, that term was actually created by the world of recovery to describe partners of people that were actively getting sober and about how they had some of the same uh, behaviors without ingesting alcohol. But it has since been adopted and it really is a dangerous place because it speaks of trauma response, you know, fawning instead of fight, flight or freeze, we fawn. And so our value comes from the people around us and we yeah. don't know who we are. Uh, I call it, we get into the convincing business. You know, we need to convince everybody else of our worth. And so we do things we don't maybe want to do. We work a lot harder than we really need to. And mm -hmm. we run around trying to create some facade about how valuable we are. Um, Absolutely. Or how unvaluable we are. It, right? You know, I've even seen this, how unvaluable, you know, we talk about this a lot. You know, I coined this big term uh, stuck in the church basement because I think a yes. lot of people in 12 step groups, they've convinced themselves I'm an alcoholic. Yes. I'm not drinking anymore. I'm not actively killing myself, but I'm always going to be an alcoholic. It's never going right. to work out for me, blah, blah, blah. It's this dialogue, right? And this negative dialogue, and you know, I've had it to be honest with you. I had that in recovery is that I got a little stuck in 12 step groups because um, it re kept repeating back to me. I'm very sensitive, even mm -hmm. though I come off like I'm not. I'm very sensitive to outside influence, right? Sometimes, sure. and I have to be very careful about what I feed into myself. And if I'm around people who are negative, you know, hey, we're always broken, you know, these terms, right? That's a mm -hmm. clear sign that you don't, you're not even not only putting yourself first, and we'll get into what that means, I think, because I think that needs a definition, Christina. From yes. you, but you're not only not putting yourself first, 
but you are, you are demeaning what you are here to give, right? You yes. are demeaning it. You're saying I have no value. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what I think. It, it, you know, I'm irrelevant to the situation. That's just as negative as somebody who is and, and harmful as somebody who's narcissistic that feels that the world revolves around them. It blocks us from being useful. It blocks us from the. And here's the. Christina, we lost thing. you there for a second. We lost your audio. We're going to come right back to you. Uh, you there? I am. Okay, sorry about that. So I was saying that, uh, sorry, we've been having a little bit of technical issues that we're resolving here on the Recovered Life Show. Just to set this back up, I was saying, if you're so negative on yourself and you're broken, you're using that broken terminology, that's just as bad as if you were a narcissist. Right. It blocks you from usefulness. It blocks from other people of seeing what the miracle is in getting sober. And, you know, there's contradictions, but I'm so glad that you brought up the negative self-talk. It's rigidity at its worst. All right. When we show up, we're usually very loving beings who have been killing ourselves because we don't know how to deal with the emotional pain of the world. And you will hear this contradiction if you're in the first couple of years of your sobriety and you're doing a 12 step. It, it will say to thine own self, be true. It's a selfish program and which are already negative words, calling yourself selfish. But at the same time, we'll be hearing old timers talk about, I will always be a liar, cheat and thief. This is who I am. You know, the best I can think of is that I don't drink today. And I really love recovered life because that is not the kind of recovery I want. I want to move forward and I want to heal myself and show others how to heal themselves. You are so right. Thank you so much for saying that because that is why I started this because I was mm -hmm. so sick of it. And you know, people, just a little history here, you know, Recovered Life started as a men's group uh, and which we still do as old school. We meet every week on Thursdays and it's people with a lot of sobriety and we were sick of hearing, I'm broken, it's never gonna fix, right? Like, um, and everything being about a newcomer and right. I, you know, look, I, I'm the first to say that, like, I love newcomers. I think they're great. I don't want anybody to misinterpret that. Um, right. I love it. But the reality of the situation is there's a lot of people that are stuck in 12-step groups. They're stuck in therapy. They're stuck in church groups. And the common denominator is they're not getting better. They're just, they're just stuck there. So, so true. And, and we didn't, we don't get into recovery to live miserable lives. So what do I mean by when I say love yourself first, I was taught many years ago, self-love is an action and how uncomfortable it is for my clients to withdraw from obsessing about other people, withdraw from controlling, you know, our surroundings, the people, places, and things, and start focusing on ourselves. So I help people start with those bottom, you know, baseline behaviors of how you rest, how you take care of yourself, yourself, how you use your nervous system. You start setting boundaries. You start talking to yourself in a, a better way. And I teach people that to the degree that you can love yourself uh, is correlated with how much other people can love you and you can love others. And so it's so, yeah, it, that expansion allows us to have deeper, richer relationships. 
imagine raising children and you and I both have children and we know, we see their innocence. We see how, how beautiful they are. And imagine saying that to a child, you'll never be more than this. You know, a good day is when you don't pick up a drink, you know, and you can use it in you know, child terms, but we don't want that. And we are all traumatized inner children that need to have that kind of love too. You know, Christina, when we come back from this quick break here, I want to dive into ways in which that you can love yourself first. What are actually some, you know, some tips and tricks, we're going to get right into it, of actions that you can take to start appreciating yourself and start putting yourself first so that you can put that life jacket on and you can help others. You can't help others if you can't help yourself. So we're going to dive into those tips and tricks when we come back from this quick break. If you are newly sober, trying to get sober, or you've been sober for decades and are looking to take your sobriety to the next level, the Recovery Breakthrough six-week transformation concierge coaching program might be right for you. Have Damon Frank and Christina Dennis build a custom roadmap to get you on the path to getting what you really need. Receive hands-on concierge coaching and stay focused and productive with our daily check-ins. If you're ready to experience your recovery breakthrough and start the journey towards the transformation you deserve, book a free get to know you call today and find out what is possible in your recovery. To find out more about recovery breakthrough and to book your free call, go to recoveredlife.us. That's recoveredlife.us. You're listening to The Recovered Life Show. Okay, Christina, as I, I promised, we're going to dive into it here. We're going to dive into it. How do you love yourself first? And we've already determined just by that putting yourself first, your needs first, doesn't mean you're an egomaniac. Mm-mm. You got to put on that life vest first before you dig somebody out of a turbulent waters, right? So how do you do it? How do you start to put yourself first when that inner compulsion, Christina, is no, don't do that? Oh, well, first, when I work with clients, we enter into a personal care contract where they are at least every day reporting to me as their coach what they are going to do for themselves physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And when it comes to the emotional, it needs to be attached to something that is unproductive by outside world standards. We have to start learning about who we are so that we can love ourselves. And that is a lot of spiritual work, a lot of thought processes, you know, retraining the brain. We know, I mean, we know that if you talk to a plant in a negative manner versus a plant that you speak to lovingly, they actually, the plant that's been spoken to in a negative manner is actually suffering. And the plant, I mean, the plant is getting better, of course humans, of course, how we treat ourselves, we are going to physically do better and be able to connect if we start talking and having, uh, you know, having a rule and a boundary on negative self-talk. So that's like out of the gate. You can start that today. I, you know what? I love that. We talk a lot in, in 12 step groups about 
hungry, angry, lonely, tired, right? This halt. Mm -hmm. And I do find it to be the case that if you're suffering from any of those things frequently, you have to ask yourself, you know, hey, why can't you eat on time? Why can't you? Right. And I always say at basics first, right? Like what I want to make sure is that I'm eating that I'm getting a little bit of exercise, that I'm walking around. It doesn't mean that I have to go to the gym. I'm not a gym person. Mm -hmm. I know people are looking at me and saying, no, that's not true, Damon. <laughs> but it is. I'm not a gym person, but I did walk. Right. Like I texted you today on Wednesday. I said, hey, I'm walking the dog. I'm going to be five mm -hmm. minutes late, right? Like, mm -hmm. so I'm getting out. I'm doing things, right? And tired that you're getting the amount of rest that you need to be able to think and act clearly. Um, I find that uh, so many people just don't deal with the basics of it. Right. And that's the hard time. You know, I know people are listening to this too and saying, well, Christine, I can't, you know, I got kids, I've got a job, I've got a relationship, I've got this going on, I got that going on. How, you know, how do I do that? Because every time I try to relax or try to take care of myself, I feel that I emotionally get pulled right back yes. into the muck of, I can't do this, I shouldn't do this. Well, you, first everybody can. I, I mean, I had a special needs son who needed me every minute. Uh, I was on several boards for autism and ran a clinic. And I knew I had to do this just so I could be there for him. And so I always kind of, you know, ask people to really consider this. And the other thing is that you start building it into your day. Uh, I know that grounding which means you go outside, you put your feet on the ground without shoes and you feel that, you know, that grounding force. Or let's say, you know, I know a woman who says that she meditates and does a visualization every time she uses the restroom, you know, doing it at night, at the end of the night. Uh, I think that if you can carve out 30 minutes to do these practices, then you have the ability to start moving away from your knee-jerk reaction to control to focusing on yourself. Oh, and yes. it's essential. I agree. You know, I'm going to tell you a big thing that's been in my life and I've taken, you know, we always say we eat our own dog food here at Recovery mm -hmm. Life. Through, through our group coaching breakthroughs and working with you, you know, our, our co-coaching thing, I, you know, I pick up on things that maybe aren't in my forefront, right? Right. Um, you know, I'm really big about action. My whole thing is action accountability. I'm very good at that. I yes. get things done. You know, I'm an entrepreneur. I've got several businesses. I know coaching, all this sort of stuff. I know how to take action, but I don't know how to relax very well. And, no. and in, in my third year, right? <laughs> in my like, I'm going into like, I'm at the end of my second decade of, of right. recovery and I just was not good at it. And I've learned over the past five years to take this, these actions, one of the things that I deployed that was like literally nails on a chalkboard for me. Cause when I hear myself say it, I'm like, Oh, don't even say that people are going right. to think bad of you. Right. Is that I work from home. I'm up very early and I sometimes work very late. I do these sprints as Christina knows, we're all just go yes. for a couple of days. It works for me. It's great. But what I've learned from, from that is that I could get, I don't take care of myself. So right. every day now, every during the weekday for 20 minutes from like 2.30 to 3, I take a little power nap and the dog and I come in and I take a little power nap mm -hmm. and I take a, a little nap for 20 minutes, right? And it has changed my life because it's putting myself first Yes, in an area that I could do. I could find 20 minutes 
And it has changed the whole course of my day. I think clearly I get more done and I feel like I've taken care of myself. I feel like I, my inner core has been taken care of so that I can actually help other people. So for me, you know, that's been a huge game changer. Well, listen, Winston Churchill during World War II took a nap every day. So if anybody feels like it's impossible for them to extricate themselves from their life, I would ask them to consider that maybe they're not not right-sized at the moment. Maybe that their belief system is lying to us. And being a codependent recovery specialist, I know why. It's a trauma response. So, you know, you tell a codependent they're doing it wrong, they'll use that to beat themselves up with. So I always tell people, look, we don't know what we don't know. It's the rigidity of our belief systems that get us into trouble. It's the rigidity of not allowing ourselves to try different things. So I love that you take a nap. I think that well, we're learning as a, as a society yeah. that maybe our sleep cycle isn't exactly the most productive one for us. No, definitely for me, it's not. You know, I've found my own groove in recovery. It's taken a long time. I want to, you know, you talked on something about self-talk there. I just want to bring this up in closing here that um, I find that this is lo- this whole idea of loving yourself first, of, of, of having a, a, a positive image of yourself in recovery sometimes has a lot to do how I identified it at first was Mm self-talk, you know, and somebody, somebody told me, Christina, they said, uh, you know, if you spoke to yourself, like if you spoke to others, like you speak to yourself, you get your ass kicked on a daily basis. Like the inner talk, like you're talking about the inner talk. I think that's a good first step. Like I tell people when they're coaching is like, you know what? We got to shift the inner talk because if all of the dialogue about yourself from you to you is that it's wrong, you're not doing it enough. You're not good enough. You're never going to be good enough. You're never going to be able to take the actions that you need to take to take care of yourself. Right. It's not going to happen. You got to shift that inner talk. And I, the way that I looked at it is said, you know, would you talk to anybody else that you loved like this? And the question was, no, I would, I would definitely not. Of course not. And, you know, if it feels automatic, I want you to challenge that thought process. What we know about neuroplasticity is that, you know, neurons that fire together wire together so if we make it a habit of of contributing to our self-talk in a positive way eventually our brain will change itself and we will be able to start using this just like learning a second language so everybody be kind to yourself even if negative talk is what shows up most often right now Absolutely. You know what? That is the big lesson. Thank you, Christina Dennis. It's been a really great episode and I hope people take some of this stuff and apply it. It seems so simple that it won't work. I got to tell you, I was like, change the way you're talking to yourself. Take Mm -hmm. a power nap, uh, put yourself, look at how to put yourself first or my needs being met first. But if you're, if you come from a codependent thinking, or if you come from an addiction thinking, this is very, very difficult. This has been a huge challenge. I know for me, I know it's been a huge challenge for you as well. And a lot of people that we coach in our in recovered life suffer from this, but it seems so basic, but it's difficult. So we'd love to hear your thoughts about how do you struggle with this? How do you put yourself first? Put those in the thoughts, Uh, smash the like button when you're at it. 
uh, because that also tells the algorithm, it tells the big computer in the sky that the Recovered Life show is worth a listen. Thank you so much, Christina Dennis. I hope you have a great Wednesday. Yes, you too, Damon Frank. Everybody go out and live their best Recovered Life. We'll see you next week on the Recovered Life show. Love you all. Keep the conversation going. Join Recovered Life, a community of like-minded people who are looking to live their best recovered lives. Membership is free, and you can apply at recoveredlife.us.